There's no sign of him, Ibrahim. He'll show up when he realizes what's happening to his friend, the beautiful woman of the sea. And when he does, we'll capture him. Morning, chaps. Don't move. Stay right where you are. Yes, well, happy to comply with that. I just thought I'd stop by and save Marina. Did you really have to tie her to the rack like this? She is a traitress. Really? Well, she's always been lovely to me. Don't worry, old girl. Soon have you out of here. I must say, I don't think you chaps have been very hospitable. Haven't we? <laughs> no, I mean, all we did was come down here to ask if you might like to press the button on the randomizer for us today. But we have planned for that day, Earth people. I promise you that you will never leave here alive to tell of your find. Find? What? what oh, you mean all the gold and treasure and so forth. Oh, dear me, no, no. Absolutely no interest in that, no. No, no, no. None at all. I think we can trust him. Uh, trust us enough to agree to your pressing the button today? Yes. I think I know a way of doing it. We could use yeah, it. I know what you're thinking, Trell, and I agree. Here's your command. Glad you got that sorted out between you. Thank you, Trell. That's it. And in a few moments, the answer will be coming on the printout there. We shall see. That's it. If you could just, uh, grab it, uh... All of them, Ibrin? There is only one answer, Trell. Yes, yes, I can see that. I'll just give it here, I'll do it. Right, ah, okay. Well, it's Captain Scarlet today with... What about Captain Black? Uh, yes, yes, he's here too, for Model Spy. It seems he'll do anything for gold. No, 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 it's a different Captain Black, actually, but, uh... Oh, what's the use? I suppose I couldn't really expect too much sense from a man with a candelabra on his head. You may start, Captain Black. Leading the fight, one man fate has made indestructible. His name, Captain Scarlet. So, welcome back to Captain Scarlet on the randomizer and a, a slightly unusual episode for the series. Model Spy. Firstly, I believe this is the only episode to be written by a chap named Bill Headley. I have no idea what happened to him after this. So looking forward to seeing Monte Carlo. I am very excited myself, even after five years. Five years? It's a long time. <laughs> and we have one of those classic conversations where people tell each other things they already know. Then the summer, then winter. Always there's something new. I'm very lucky to be working for the House of Verdun. Yes, it is tiring being a fashion model. Real people don't talk like this. And the excitement. Ah, yes. Always the excitement. Continue to tell me more about this profession that both of us have been involved in for the last five years. We seem to be swaying around. But, you know, it's a quick way to get the, uh, to establish these characters, to get a little bit of information out there about them before they meet their untimely end. Are you sure we're quite safe? I don't know. We're going so fast. Too fast. And I am not a railway safety inspector. I am a fashion model of which I have been for five years and I am very much enjoying it. Out of control. Oh no, no explanation of what exactly causes this crash, by the way. I mean, the, the train just almost flies off the rails. Um, no, no hint of Mistron influence. Also no indication of how many other people were on that train. I like that you see the, the shot of the cab, the, the front of the train just lifting slowly up and there's a shot of the driver just stood there. You can imagine him thinking, oh, oh, oh no. And uh, here's the, the wreckage of the train. Again, this is 
this is kind of unpleasant stuff because although we don't see any injuries to the two models who are now dead there's a lot of broken glass around the place and again this this kind of death feels um i don't know feels a bit nastier than just a simple car off a off a cliff type thing but that's a very cool shot of the rings going over the bodies then we pull back from the crashed wreck to the two um mr on replacements watching it and no dialogue either we will continue to take our revenge you should never have attacked our martian complex we are about to attack the house of verdan I do love that you should never have attacked us, but um, you know, on the other hand, maybe we have carried this uh, this reprisal thing on a bit, a bit too far, you know. Now we're reduced to attacking, well, a, a, the the head of a seemingly ordinary fashion house. A fashion house? Mm. The Mistron message said. But why on earth would the Mistrons want to kill the owner of a French fashion house? It doesn't add up. Maybe. Colonel White can tell us when he returns. I'm not sure why Green feels the need to uh, put on his hat for this particular meeting. Photographs I've seen, Andre Verdun doesn't appear of particular importance to anyone, least of all the Misterons. <laughs> I am so glad... Oh, casual indifference to uh, the life of a threatened man. A, a man who is presumably quite wealthy. If we hadn't decided to fly to Monte Carlo at the last minute, we'd have been on that train. I can't bear to think of it. And there's a subtle... Uh, Subtle piece of information to keep in mind for later. Lots of fabulous clothes for you to model. You must look your best for the fashion show. Don't worry, monsieur. We won't let you down. We know what we must do. That's because you know nothing about it. Liz Morgan uh, and, and, of course, Syl Sylvia Anderson um, playing the Mistrons in this episode. And very rarely... Do we ever have any female Mistral agents? The Verdun is the cover for the European Area Intelligence Service. Well, how would you? Or dummies. Yeah, the only other one we get is uh, Judy Chapman in Place of Angels. Runs a ladies' dress and fashion business, could be a spy. And Verdun controls operations from Paris? Right. Without him, the whole of the European network would fold. We've got to give him protection without breaking his cover. Verdun reported recently that an agent resembling Captain Black has been working in Europe. He's been on his trail for some time. I like that, the idea that it's not just Spectrum who are, who are looking out for Captain Black and that there are other intelligence agencies across the world who are having problems with him. To kill him, my guess is that's where they'll try. It does make this feel... Because although this is a threat against the Earth, sometimes Spectrum's dealings with the Mistrons, they do feel much more sort of... Spectrum isn't completely... You know, it's Spectrum versus the Mistrons and nobody else is involved except for all those hundreds of innocent civilians who get bumped off and replicated along the way this it's nice to feel that someone else is is fighting against them and here we go how do i look dreadful destiny looks okay Magnifique. but S symphony assignment is certainly different and she's worn this before i think or or in a subsequent episode well we better get up it's just a blue blue thing with it's the it's the tie it's this massive blue tie no way sir here they are now it's not glamorous it's not stylish and um and I'm saying that as me. If you've ever met me, I am Mr. Unglamorous and Stylish. I, I do like, though, the um, whoever's puppeteering Destiny puts that... <coughs> she's sw swaggering her hips there as she leans against the door. Well, your covers are arranged. Destiny and Symphony Angels are to be models attached to the House of Verdun. 
Captain Scarlet is a press relations man and Captain Blue a photographer. I can't remember an assignment when secrecy mattered so much. Only Verdun will know your true identity. Oh, and Scarlet is holding Symphony's hand there, in full view of Captain Blue. The swine. Welcome to Monte Carlo. How was the journey? Well, we were scheduled to land in Paris, but it was fogbound. So we flew direct to Monte Carlo. Oh, see, there we go. There's that clue again. I'm Paul Metcalf. This is Adam Svensson. You'll still refer to these two as Destiny and Symphony. Let's get down to details. Have the arrangements for our cover been finalized? It's a big problem. My value to the European area... Destiny is sitting on the floor. ...of use if no one suspects... That's strange. Maybe it would There's plenty of seating. Everyone has got a seat. We have our orders, Monsieur Verdun. Verdun's got a whole sofa to himself. Destiny's chosen to sit on the floor. ...as models, and you, uh, Paul and Adam, will join my public relations staff. That should give us a chance to stay close. I love that Destiny and Symphony. They'll, they'll pass as models. They'll do, you know. Some of the girls. I suggest you join the party. Don't worry, Monsieur Verdun. We're not letting you out of our sight. Oh, and here we go. Lovely, uh... Monte Carlo waterfront, um, similar to the ones we see in um, in Thunderbirds, in, in The Man from MI5. I'm sure there must be some reused elements there, possibly the backdrop, but because it's lit in the daytime, whereas MI5 was at night, it, um, it looks slightly different. There's a plane passing over. I've always longed to be a pilot. Do you think you could be one? I don't think so. Why not? I uh, don't think I would have a head for heights. Monsieur Verdun, can we go for a trip around the bay? Ah, oh, mon chéri, most certainly. We shall finish our drinks and then go. Yes? If we are going sailing, I must get something for my air. Excuse me. We must get completely sozzled before we drive the boat around the bay, yes? I also like, actually, with um, with Jeremy Wilkins' performance of this character is... A follower. When he's with Scarlet and the Spectrum people, and, and only them, he's, his French accent is much more natural, but when he is playing up to the models and other people in the fashion world, or the fashion world, as he calls it. It's much more flamboyant. Um, I, I like that you get the, the suggestion there, just through the performance, that Verdun has adopted this persona of the fashion uh, designer. It, it's very clever, very subtle. Anyway, the dark-haired Mistron lady, this is Gabrielle, I think, has snuck into the engine room and, uh, well, she's going to release the fuel. Symphony's on her trail, but unfortunately... Symphony, there's something I want to ask you. What was that? Would you mind stepping into my cabin for a moment? Of course. And we never find out what that's about. I mean, beyond, obviously, uh, luring Symphony away from Gabrielle. But uh, what was that conversation? It seemed like a prime moment for, uh, for Helga to... Uh, to kill Symphony, but of course, this being the Mistrons, you know, last time they went to to Cloud Base, they uh, they they just sort of sat around chatting about Scottish castles rather than blow up Cloud Base. Uh, so yeah, Helga was probably chatting to Symphony about hairdos or or that strange tie of hers. Anyway, the boat is now sailing out across the bay, and uh, only Gabrielle knows that she's gonna really move. I'll open her up. The fuel is currently pouring out onto the engine. Sona. Oh, Bona? Bona or Sona? It looks like a Bona. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I said that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not spelt that way. It's B-O-N-A. Sorry, I was trying to see. Um, I, I've not got the uh, the video up as, as large as, it, as as would have been helpful there. 
Uh, I was going to say I think that's a reused boat. Now I wish I hadn't said anything. Oh dear. Anyway, getting back to the engine room. Quite a bit of smoke coming out of there now. What's that smell? Look, smoke. We're on fire. Ooh. Oh, that's a lovely effect shot of the, uh, the, the engine going up in flames, but also the... The pump that's spilling out the fuel—it's—it's oh, it's hard to describe, but the fuel is basically coming out. It's, it's like a flamethrower. Where's the main tank? In the engine room. It will explode any minute. We must get clear. Oh, that seems like a design flaw. Take the boat out to sea. Well, you'd be killed. Do as I say. Abandon ship. Oh, this poor boat. This is a nice-looking boat. Jump, everybody, jump! Is it Verdans leaping off with destiny, while Scarlet, brave Scarlet. Leads the boat out to sea. More familiar boats in the harbour there as we go back to the Hotel Imperial where Verdan and Spectrum Gang are staying. I can't understand how you came out of it alive. It's a long story. I jumped overboard just before the boat exploded. Actually, it's not a very long story at all. It have been an accident. The main thing is that no one was killed. I can assure you it was no accident. If your theory is correct, it means someone on board that ship started the fire. Yes. A Mr. Ron agent. Ooh. Have you any idea who it could be? I'm afraid not. Our Mr. Some Ron lovely dressing gowns on these two here. A replacement's on its way. But we think Gabrielle was near the engine room just before the fire. You think she might have been taken over by the Mr. Rons? She might have been. That's the way the Mr. Rons work. Well, we may find out at the press reception tonight. It was so strange that for for, for Dan, he, he knows about Captain Black. He must know about the Mistrons. He he's not aware of the uh, but Captain Black, you know, the the fact that the models had an escape from the train, a very very narrow escape from being involved in the crash. Again, what happened to the uh, the wreckage of that crash? Were, were those bodies left in there for the authorities to find? I guess the model the Mistron models must have hidden them. Anyway, we're now coming up on the reception scene at the hotel as uh, Verdan announces his uh, new fashion lines and I am going to let that scene you talk about it? Not play a... almost uncommented on because if you listen to the background audio track the uh, the voices you know the general hubbub and rhubarb of of the meeting it's obviously been performed by the actors the scarlet actors and you can hear you can hear Francis Matthews say can I have some ice like 20 times so we're going to listen for that There we go. That's that's the line. Uh, interesting as well. Um, Rhapsody has turned up at the party. Scarlet is now chatting with Symphony, keeping an eye on Verdan. Lots of familiar faces in the party. And Scarlet again asking for ice. Uh, the Mistral models are chatting to each other, looking a bit sinister. You aren't drinking. Let me get you one. With some ice. <laughs> Another request for ice from Scarlet. He's also taken a drink for Verdan and put a little capsule in it. Excuse me. What now? More ice. For the next move. And meanwhile, outside, there's a uh, window cleaner's hoist on the way down with a suspicious chap on there. Who could that be? Well, he's got black boots on. He's carrying a hunting rifle. It's our old pal, Captain Black. The least likely person you'd expect to find in a, a fashion world like this. There he is, on his way down. Any minute. Anything? 
No. There it was again. There it was again at the start of the scene. More ice. Black isn't here. Mr. Svensson, could you get me a drink? Of course. What's wrong with your own legs, woman? This black's black's still on his way down. Very nearly. He's so nearly there. Enjoying the party, Monsieur? Yes, very interesting. Gathering. <laughs> right on cue. I. Oh, it's very interesting. Can I have some more ice? Paper, are you with now? Oh, the Parisian. Ah, Paris, the beautiful city. You know it well. Yes, I live there. I flew down yesterday. But. <laughs> What is this? I mean, it's clearly not Scarlet because he's on screen talking to Gabrielle, but who is this Scarlet-ish character in the background asking for more ice? What's he doing? Is there some maniac over in the corner building a little ice palace or something? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, once you hear that, you can't not hear it. Oh, God. Um, yeah, um, Black's at the window with a hunting rifle. Verdun! Oh, he missed Verdun, um, luckily. I can't see a thing. I don't know, I don't know. And there's, this is an, an unfortunate shot. Get those lights back on. When the lights go out, and they just, they just wave puppets in front of the camera. Like, someone's literally grabbed them around the waist and is just jumping them in front of the camera. And one of them is Colonel White. And he's just rolling in front of the screen. Where's Verdun? Through the window. All right, where did you plan to take him? I don't know what you mean. You said you flew down from Paris yesterday. The airport was fog-bound, no flights all day. Ha-ha! Game set and match to Scarlet there. Who have lost. I mean, for this show, that's quite a subtle piece of, of writing, that little, little bit of information that we weren't privy to. So Gabrielle is just left at the party. Good start. They'll never find. Helga's gone with Black and the kidnapped Verdun. And requisition a helicopter. S.I.G. And hurry. The homing trace I slipped into Verdun's drink has a limited range. We're on our way. And speaking of drinks. Requisition an SPV. Could somebody find me some ice? I'm going after them. Uh, that's it. Scarlet's on the trail of. Uh... Black and Co. Yeah, Gabrielle is just left at the party. No idea if she's arrested. It seems like she's just allowed to walk free, and I mean, I don't know how you would have how you would have dispatched Gabrielle in that scene. I don't know. It's it's just such an odd loose end, and normally the show's quite good at killing off Mister On agents once they're they're done. But here it seems I, I don't know if it seems unwilling to bump off the Mister On agents because they're women. Or because it just taken off. there isn't really a point in the story where Fort on Verdun's position. You know, there's no point for her to get into a gunfight or, or fall off a cliff or something. Bombing device S I G. Right, Symphony. Captain Blue will be following in an SPV. Keep him in the picture. And I have a feeling this is uh, writer Bill Headley's not only only Scarlet script, only Anderson script. And uh, good evening, sir. If that's true, tables are this way. We're playing a different game tonight. Captain Blue, Spectrum. Requisitioning the SPV. Yeah, if that's true, that's a shame because uh, this is. Um, I'd say this is a solid episode. Um, you know, solid, a solid B-grade episode. And I think the fact that it, it's something out of the norm. It feels more like an episode of, like a live-action ITC show. I could see this being, I don't know, a Department S episode, or I've requisitioned SPV. I'm taking. You know, the Saint or something like that. Very atypical for Scarlet, and yet it really fits. 
I think also because you're putting like Captain Black into this glamorous world of, of models and fashion and such. Yeah, visual contact. Captain Scarlet. Everyone's out of uniform and it, it's all a bit more. SIG. I don't know. It just it just feels a bit more spy caper than uh, than the show normally gets. And in a way that actually works for the show, unlike the whole uh, Lady Penelope thing in uh, in Thunderbirds. Spotted. How did they pick up our trail? Search Verdam. He must have a homing device on him. The French police are setting up roadblocks. We've got them trapped. Yes, I and again, no explanation of why the Mistrons, having decided, you know, having announced to the world, we want to kill Verdam, they've now kidnapped him. We need Verdun alive. Uh, this should take care of the convertible. Well, how, how, Mr. Captain Black? How does keeping Verdun alive um, fit with your plan of killing him? Those are literally two separate things. Oh, well. He's crashed. Good. Now we must lose that helicopter and get to the island. What island? What are you talking about? And we will throw him a lovely birthday party. Did we say we were going to kill him? Uh, no, no, we're going to, we're going to make sure he lives and has a nice life. Oh dear. Anyway, Scarlet's crashed his car. Captain Scarlet, are you alright? Blue has arrived. Yes. Yes, I'm alright. Let's get out. Just need some ice for my head. Ah, uh, that's it. SPV is now in pursuit. They're still with us. They must be homing onto something. Helga looks very uncomfortable in the front seat of that car, considering she's she's plonked right between uh, Black and Verdan. We still have visual contact. While Destiny and Symphony are following in their little helijet thing. Catch them in two minutes. It's a Spectrum pursuit vehicle, and it's closing. An SPV. Hmm. See, he remembers. He remembers from his Spectrum days. There's the roadblock at the end of the tunnel that Black and Helga have just entered. Surely there's no way around that one car and two guys. Get rid of Verdan. We were going to keep him alive, but now I guess we have to kill him uh, against our plan of keeping him alive, which we changed from killing... I don't know what we're doing anymore. It's a very nasty shot, though, of uh, Verdan being dropped headfirst onto the road. And that, that road is... Um, Similar to the rolling roads and the sky backgrounds and such, the it's um oh no I can't talk about that because this is a this is a very cool bit. Come out of the car with your hands up. Black is at the roadblock, but no, the car vanishes, and Verdan witnessed it. It's the first time you see I think anyone outside of Spectrum witness the power of the Mistrons and live the the really strange power of the Mistrons. Verdan, and he just can't take his eyes off it. Verdun. Do you have any ice? Are you all right? I saw it with my own eyes. It vanished. The saloon just vanished into thin air. Oh, Scarlet's got his arm around him. Powers we cannot hope to understand. Let's get back to the hotel. They're bound to have some ice there. Cut to Scarlet in the hotel hallway, pounding his fist against the ice machine. Oh dear. We'll seek a new victim. Yes, Captain Scarlet. And thank you. Thank you for everything. Are you sure I can't persuade you to stay on a few days? We'd like to, but we must get back to Cloud Base. I understand. Destiny and Symphony, please accept these as a small token of appreciation. <gasps> Present time. This rarely happens for Spectrum agents. They get their own um, chair, a girl, 
an address. Angels. Oh, how fabulous. And a pink jacket just sort of draped on a table. Monsieur. With the compliments of the House of Verdun. Ah, oh, how nice. Their own, uh, I don't know, serving maid or whatever. I don't know what they'll do with her. But that was Model Spy and a very, very enjoyable um, break from the norm uh, for Captain Scarlet, I feel. I certainly wouldn't have wanted the show to be like this every every week. It it does feel a bit Euro spy in a nice way. As a one-off, that's that's great. Wouldn't have wanted more like this, but I would have been interested to see more from uh, Mr. Bill Headley. If uh, if anyone knows what happened to him, please do let us know. Obviously, I may I may be making a complete mistake here and he's got a long list of Anderson credits, but uh, I'm not aware of them. Nothing nothing springs to mind. So, for Model Spy, yeah, um, again, we have our, our first uh, Mistron female agents. Always interesting to see that. Very strange that uh, nothing really uh, nothing really happened to them in the end. Also, the Mistrons forgetting their plans to, to kill Verdan by, by keeping him alive, which oddly was not the first time that happened. So, it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a mixed bag, but a strong mixed bag. I would recommend this one. It's an enjoyable one-off from Mr. Bill Headley. And, um, of course, I, I apologise if I ruined uh, ruined the whole thing for everybody by bringing to attention the uh, the ice thing. But there you go. You'll never be able to unhear it now. 